You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 327 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. Happy holidays, happy Christmas, happy yes. Hanukkah, whatever, all Everything. of those things, all the politically correct terms. And yes. uh, you are uh, coming to us from the COVID capital of Australia <laughs> at the moment and currently in lockdown, your little sleepy little suburb yep. has caused such a kerfuffle in in the country of Australia. It's right. It's a national incident. So we're recording this um, uh, a little bit early, you know, so that we get it out to you in time for Christmas. And, uh, yes, uh, today at uh, 5 p.m., we're officially, there's a public health order. Officially we are in lockdown, so you can only go out for essential things like work or, you know, groceries and that sort of thing. And we will be that way for about five days, I think, or or so. Um, And then they're going to reassess. So who knows, we may miss Christmas altogether, but it's too early to tell. It's fine. Um, But uh, people in my suburb, so the the Northern Beaches area is actually a very, very large um, area. It's an entire peninsula. And I'm at the pointy end of the peninsula. And we aren't known as the insular peninsula for nothing. (laughs) Typically, people in my little village, we kind of just stay here. So it's probably, I'm hoping it's going to be quite contained and that we'll just ride it out. So, you know, we um hopefully I'm stocked up in enough uh with enough groceries, alcohol, dark chocolate, chocolate and yeah. toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> and you'll be fine. And I, I, like you're not alone, Valerie. I think you know there is a lot of people in the world at the moment that and a lot of our listeners that are in exactly the same boat and so you know thinking of all you guys and uh you know sending hugs your way and you know because it's christmas and a lot oh of yes i forgot like to, to mention our families and we can't yeah so with this is forgot christmas to mention Eve, to listeners that out. if you aren't in australia it's because there has been an outbreak in my particular yes. area it's just yeah. not come out of nowhere um no. and but because they're doing uh all the contact tracing they're identifying the people people are coming out in the thousands of tens of thousands to do their testing. Um, so it's so far, it seems to be effective in tracing any of the um, issues. But like I said, time will tell. So, and if you are, you know, one of these people who uh, may be finding yourself uh, separated from family and you want 
uh, more company, then join the goal, the the community. The say you want to be a photographer Facebook community because you know what Val, mm. what you need when you've got a hobby or a, a profession like photography is you need like minded people that share Definitely. your desire. There's nothing worse, and I have experienced this, and you have probably experienced this where. As a photographer, you get so excited about the highlight on someone's shoulder of a photo that you took because you know the degree of difficulty to get that shot and you're just so excited and so pumped about the colour of the sky, the fact that the person Mm. was that has a certain expression and just the fact that it's sharp and you're just really proud of yourself. So you show it to your family members and you get crickets. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. But they're not enthusiastic like other photographers. But when you're in a Facebook group, like the Say You Want to Be a Photographer Facebook group, you've got like-minded people. So you post that photo and you go, I'm really excited about the highlight. And you're going to get responses where people go, oh, my God, that's a great highlight. And you feel good. You should be amongst your people, don't you think, Val? Absolutely. And if you haven't already joined the free Facebook group, then just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join. We'd love to have you in there. This podcast is brought to you by the Gold Community. One of the things I love is mentoring the incredible photographers who are in my Gold Community. I recently asked Richard Howes about the many ways being a Gold Community member has improved his photography. I guess the Gold community's really helped and supported me to um, develop my skills and experience. It's given me a lot more uh, confidence in being able to shoot photos in manual mode. I've learned so much about lighting and composition. You're always there for us. Uh, It's like having a coach on your side who's really um, giving you a a boost and um, helping hand. I love how the Gold community also covers a wide range of uh, photographic genres. So you get exposed, which helps broaden one's knowledge and experience. Since joining the Gold community, it's given me much more confidence and uh, ability to take good portrait shots. I'm looking at the moment to build on my my lighting. No, look, I've, I've been a member of the Gold community for a few years and uh, I never stopped learning uh, about lighting, composition, and how to take better photos. So if you're a photographer and looking to uh, improve your skills and experience, don't hesitate in joining the Gold community because it offers a wealth of uh, resources. I just think it's a great um, coaching resource. You can only improve your photography and um, get better at the craft if you join the Gold community. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold community, just go to ginamilitia.com and click on Join the Community. Now, we also want to give a little bit of a warning (laughs) to any new (laughs) listeners that this is an unusual episode, not our usual type of episode, uh, because it is Christmas. Yes. And it's our last. Holidays. Yes. Well, we're almost on holidays, yes. And every so often, usually around Christmas and New Year, and any milestone episodes, like, you know, our 300th episode or something, Gina and I will have a drinking episode. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been quite a long time since we've had one. We like to get a little bit loose every now and then. So, you know, (laughs) perhaps uh, go back and, and, you know, do a search and look through the uh, other episodes that are are probably a lot more structured and educational. Yeah, a bit more typical. this, This will be an educational. This is still educational. Very educational but a bit loose. We're warning you. Don't say we're All right, so Gina, what is what are you drinking? 
I've got uh, champagne, like a brook oh, champagne. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. But I've got like uh, because I don't like it to get all warm, so mm-hmm. I've got like little bottles, and oh. they've got no cork, so it's just okay. not gonna. Oh, yeah. Not gonna be a cork sound. Oh, okay. That's all right. It'll. Yeah. You can just hold it to the mic, and you well, know, it's just gonna. Did you hear that? That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. I already opened my bottle of wine. I've already started drinking. Um, so I'm drinking Pinot Grigio. I would normally uh, do champagne, but these days it gives me a bit of a headache. So yeah. I'm going with the uh, Pinot Grigio today. Um, and uh, I, I, we, we've both got some snacks, but we'll try not to I'll eat in your mine, ear. Okay. I don't mind. <laughs> so... Um, cheers, Gina. Uh, cheers, Val. What, what, we want to say, we want to say, um, first of all, happy holidays to yes. all of our listeners, but also, um, thank you for listening to us and thank you for all of your feedback and thank you for, um, all of the wonderful reviews that you, um, that, that you leave for us. Um, so really appreciate that. Are you going to clink, Gina? Yeah. So I don't clink. know what to clink, clink with the microphone. Just I'm going to try the arm. Something. Okay, so there you go, clink. If, if you're listening at home, we hope that you have a drink out because we're clinking with you virtually as well. Hang yeah, on, I'll take cheers, everyone. Ugh. That's very nice, Val. I do like champagne. I do like it a lot. <laughs> so we want to give a big shout-out to Jenny Paul who kindly left us a review. And um, Jenny said, Gina, this year the biggest thing that um, has a – that that has had had an impact on Jenny has been her confidence, my confidence, my learning in the goal community and listening to your podcasts multiple times for some <laughs> has been the reason for this substantial accomplishment. Um, and uh, she started her photography business. She's got business cards, so it's official and real. Um, she's doing a lot of um, uh, gigs and uh, it, it's helping – her, it's helping me to see the value of my time and put a dollar amount, may it be small, to it and growing the dollar amount each time, which is great. And uh, Jenny says, I adore your teaching skills. You have helped me not take myself too, not take myself too seriously and just get out and do it. The learning is in the doing, which is so true. Yeah. This community is such a benefit to me because I am surrounded by like-minded people who have my best interests at heart. I do not believe I'm a master of anything yet, but I'm getting there. Garage lighting is the best light. Let's get T-shirts made with this saying. (laughs) (laughs) And let's get some made with your other sayings. Maybe Valerie could put one of her pretty designs on it too. Um, (laughs) So uh, Jenny's working on her website. So it's Jenny Paul photography and uh, Jenny says I've learned Aussie slang so now I can say I'm trilingual <laughs> <laughs> and she's in with Santa wonderful. you know so like Santa okay. asked Jenny for her business card to awesome. do a collab next that is a That's big brilliant. deal when you're in with Santa I, yeah I'm Santa, you know, and uh, so I, I've asked Jenny to put in a good word and just to just let Santa know that I have been Good all year. Okay. And nice. <laughs> so I hope that, you know, it helps. So thank you so much, yeah, Jenny. And if you, anyone Jenny, else amazing. has um 
you know, 30 seconds to leave us a, a review or rating on iTunes or, or somewhere else, we'd um, really appreciate it. Uh, so that's wonderful. That is um, a great review from Jenny. And um, we, we, I think we could toast to that again, but I think oh, we should probably toast. To that. To, okay, yeah. let's toast again. I've got, Ready? So I can just do the clink, clink. <laughs> but you've got the good. I didn't. I didn't dare get out the good crystal because I worry that I'll break it. I don't trust myself. Yeah, I've broken a few. But this episode mm. is going to be the best photography lessons of twenty twenty. Yeah. That is cool. So, Gina, where are we going to start on what are the best photography lessons I'm just going to do a teaser, Val. Um, okay. At the All end right. of this episode, we yeah. have a special surprise oh. musical performance. Oh, my God. <laughs> this <laughs> is ridiculous. You know how um, – This is ridiculous. You know how you are the sum of the six people that you hang around with, like you spend the most time with? You know that quote, The five right. people, but oh, anyway. Oh, is it the five? I've heard six. Mm-hmm. It's five. Uh, shall we look it up? Shall we <laughs> yeah. go to Dr. Google? Jim Rohn said it. That? Yeah, and yeah. I think it's six. Okay, go on. <laughs> but anyway, just finish your story. So um, inspired by you, Val, because you don't do anything by halves and you go all the way, right? And so I, to- I talked about uh, my recorder skills. And yes. so I've oh been God. practicing and um, at the end of the show, mm-hmm. I am excited to bring you a very special recital uh, of my um, very special skills. And what I've learned is mm-hmm. uh, something really difficult, Rachmaninoff, prelude in G minor. <laughs> you have not? And yeah, I have, and so I'm going to play that for you at the end of the show, and then you and I are going to do a duet. But that's at the end of this this episode, so stay tuned. Okay, can for I that. just ask? And like I said, if you're a regular, if you're a new listener, this, this doesn't not, usually happen. This, just go and listen to another episode where we talk about <laughs> photography. We're you know letting our hair down for this one. But and why? Just... No, you have to explain to me what this has to do with photography. Doing nothing. a recital on recorder. Nothing. Absolutely <clears throat> nothing, Val. It just okay. makes me happy, okay? It's Christmas. Okay. Give me right. this. Okay, It's your sure. Christmas gift to me. I just All thought right. it'd be nice for the two of us. To, just drink up, Val. You'll get okay. into the spirit right. and All you'll right. enjoy I'll the drink. performance more. You, you know. All right, up. everyone, you've been warned. That's what's coming up in this <laughs> later in this episode. So, Gina, what? where do we start with the lessons we learned in 2020? All right, so we're near the end of the year now. What more have we got, like, you know, for five days to go or something like that, six days to go? So I want to say just a big congratulations to everyone who survived the entire season of 2020. You know, what a shit show it's been this year, really. So I've got a quote, Val. Okay, quote. To start with. And it is my favourite Sicilian quote, and I think it sums up the year, and it is from Kaka, good things grow. So I think (laughs) when we're put under pressure like this, like we have been and we've all been challenged, wherever you are in the world, like this pandemic has challenged all of us, has changed the way we live and Mm -hmm. think, 
But I believe that when we're tested and challenged, that what comes from that is growth. So, and that's why I wanted to do an episode that focused on all the ways that we've learned, you know, new things and challenged ourselves and grown under, you know, sort of particularly difficult circumstances. And I have another quote too, Val. Go on, next Because it's life isn't what about what happens to you it's about how we react to adversity so you know this is what I want to talk about because even if we weren't challenged there are always challenges around every corner so it's how you adjust to those and your mindset and so uh, that's what I want to talk about now what I want to go so like I'm talking about like we're highlighting episodes that I think yes. are worth your while to go back to and re-listen yes. over the break because it's like I think a lot of podcast producers take maybe the next two, three, four weeks off. So there's going to be kind of slim pickings over the holiday season. So if you want to take this time to go back and re-listen, and I've got a lot, we've got a lot of listeners that have actually listened to the entire 300 plus episodes that we've got multiple times. And they're saying that when they go back and listen again, their skills have improved. So they're hearing stuff for the and understanding it again where they might have missed it the first time. Does that make sense? Like you, you cause you skip over it. You, cause yeah. you, it's not, it's not, you're not thinking about photo composites or you're not thinking about lighting flash on camera. So you're not really paying attention, but once you start doing it and you go back and re-listen to those episodes, you go, Oh yeah. Cause now that I'm doing flash, I understand a mm. lot of the stuff. So that's worth doing. But one episode that I think, and I know that like, you know, North America, uh, like many, many states over there are are like being asked to sort of stay home and uh, Europe and parts of Australia as well where you are so there are things that you can do to take advantage of this time and also we've got the northern hemisphere in winter so it's difficult and so there's been some um, photographers posting in the so you want to be a photographer facebook group where they're like yeah went outside for like a minute and got (laughs) this shot in the snow at minus Mm. whatever and i'm just looking going wow respect like it's freezing and and it's uh I, i can't remember who the member was that posted but talked about like their camera getting wet in the snow but it still works now and uh, like you know just all of those we, we don't think of that here in Australia we're no. like sort of battling scorching heat yeah, uh, yeah so respect but the, so often it's harder to get outside it's harder to do those portrait shoots so we're, we're, we're back inside and then you might be challenged with a uh, lack of space inside so there might be you know the, the kids and the pets have taken over most of the house so what can you do on a tabletop in a little corner that you can advance your skills so we actually did an entire show Val back, yes. we called it early in fact when everyone was going, what pandemic? Yeah. I did a pandemic special. We were like ahead of our time, okay. but um, sadly. But so episode 288 uh, is uh, the episode that covered uh, all mm-hmm. the, the things that you can do to uh, protect yourself uh, in terms of like your mental health. and It was called thrive, Surviving and Thriving and during, during lockdown. lockdown. Yeah, and so Survive During Lockdown. So, you know, some of the things we talked about is like use this 
time wisely. It's like, it's because yeah. I said at the start of the show, it's not about what happens to you. We can't control that. It's outside of our head. As much as I wish I could say, may, wave a magic wand and say, the pandemic's gone. I can now jump on a plane and travel again. It's not going to happen. And we have to accept that. I, that's out of my control, but I can control how I react and I can control what I do and how I take advantage of this time. So it's like this sure. and a lot of listeners did take advantage of this and use this time to upgrade their skills and and, and upgrade and diversify diversify their skills so there were people who uh, took this time to learn to master something like photoshop and lightroom which is basically Mm. sit down and push buttons and see what happens and like we have just started and we got great feedback over last week's episode episode. 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 so what we're going to do in 2021 is we're going to start a series it won't be every week but they'll be regular where we do a series uh of uh and i don't know what we're going to call it but we'll basically do uh (laughs) an entire shoot and we'll show you the pre-production you know, I'll talk about that, what, where I got my props, why I p- picked that location, why the model is standing that way, the direction and the posing that I, you know, cues that I used, any other concerns, why I picked this particular light, all of that, and then take that image, the raw file, into Lightroom or Photoshop, and I'll show you how I edit it and we'll, we'll record the whole thing so that so you guys can follow So basically it's going along. to be a journey of a of an image right from the concept to you know the organization to the styling if there is any to um the 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 posing right through to post production so it's going to show you how it goes from an idea right until the very final product which i yeah. think which i'm particularly um interested in and fascinated by so i can't wait for that series to start yeah, yeah. So it'll be a complete deep dive. So, mm. you know, so things like uh, check out that video if you have, haven't had a look, because that's a really good way to uh, dip into the, like what, what my basics are of uh, editing an image, like the very, very basics that you need. And we'll get, we'll, we'll do a bit more of a deep dive into Lightroom and Photoshop and take any suggestions from you guys. So if you think, oh, I've really got a burning desire to learn about this particular thing or I don't really understand it, can you do something on that? Then, you know, we're open to that. So please do uh, either drop a suggestion in the Facebook group or send us an email so we're writing to that. So other things you can do during this lockdown and that a lot of uh, photographers tackled were things like shooting products, tabletop stuff. I got into this during lockdown and Val, I loved it so much that I mm. got went back to the Amazon, which was my favorite place <laughs> to travel this the year. Amazon. I went to the Amazon many, many times. <laughs> and uh, you don't need uh, to quarantine. A to you don't need, a you don't need a passport or a visa. I flew first class. I had lots <laughs> of leg room. I had I was able to sleep in between trips, Val, Great. and uh, food on demand. So it was like the, my trips to the Amazon have been memorable. And so, you know, I went out and got like little connections and clamps and all sorts of things because I'm like, oh, I don't have this bit going Mm. to the Amazon again. And, you know, I bought (laughs) clamps and soft boxes and all sorts of stuff, which honestly, not that expensive when you buy them from the Amazon. So (laughs) 
And I really got into photographing products. I got into photographing miniatures. Uh, I, I, I was, I, I'm, I, you know what I bought lately? I bought snow and that's not code, Val. Snow. I bought, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you, where, how, what's it look like? It's, um, it's a particular powder. The name escapes me uh, uh, what it is, but it's like a, it, it's actually used, this particular powder in its original uh, form is used as like a wetting agent for soil. Like you oh. put it into soil and it holds the water in the soil or something, right? Okay. But then if you take this particular powder and you add a little bit of water, it becomes the same consistency as snow. Oh. So what I want to do is like, and I'll be, <laughs> we were talking about earlier about if we had our exposed what our search histories were. <laughs> locked up and it's not for anything sinister or anything, you know, like nothing X-rated, but like t- what, what's the last Some thing? Some of yours might be. But no, what's the last thing you Googled? No, we. what's the last thing we both Googled before we went on air, Val? Baby Yoda costume <laughs> for my cat. That's it. We're both sitting there looking. Yeah. So, and I've got. Oh, uh, how do you make fake snow? And yeah. So I found this product, and and then I thought, well, I need Lego now. I need a Lego Christmas scene. So I was googling Lego Christmas scenes because I want to do miniatures. So like all of that is the best way to learn about lighting and I've said like get yourself if you're into Star Wars and you probably have little Star Wars dolls I've got a Ninja Turtle on my desk I've also got uh, some wrestlers I've got some G.I. Joe dolls I've got got Lego you've got Thor are you Thor are you you should like (laughs) cool down properly (laughs) Um, just gonna have another sip I'm just gonna pour some more. <laughs> now I've got I've got um, Thor, and I've got um, Jared from Sil- Silicon Valley. What? That's the, so... know... <laughs> Why? Jared was the weird one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got a Jared doll. Yeah. Right. That's a great series, by the way. So, yeah, so good. <laughs> if you've got those, and and I've also got. Um, you can go to like your big box store that like here it's in Australia, it's called Kmart. I think Walmart is similar. I think they have Kmart around the world, Target, all of that, wherever they sell cheap toys and you can get sort of knockoff Barbie dolls. And I've got a whole family, like two bucks each. But for some reason, uh, my dog is just so attracted to these dolls that like <laughs> the, the like we were last time when we recorded, I turned around and because he had been quiet for ages, and honestly, on the floor it looked like a crime scene. Oh he my def- god! He headed the doll, ripped oh its hair god. off, the clothes, everything. But these oh, dolls, your your dogs like yeah, Ted Bundy yeah. problems, hey? Oh but my god! These miniatures, no wonder I call him Cujo. Yes, that's right. These miniatures are a fantastic way to learn lighting, so you can start basics with basics and just try and use the doll to find the good light around the house so you can bring it close to a window 
take it further away from a window, you know, have the window behind you, try and find garage lighting, even if you've got a little balcony or you've got access to outside when there's hard sun, have a look and and take photos as you go. Don't worry. Mm. And this is what I say to uh, the goal community members is like, don't, I don't care about the outcome. It's like upload photos of like, you know, the, people with like it doesn't matter about the expressions it's it's about the technique at the moment so these dolls are a great way to start that and then when you want to go next level then just invest in an a daylight led torch mm. so you, again you can go to a yeah. hardware store or like those uh cheap online you know two dollar shops they're called here and you yeah. can literally pick up a little led double a battery operated for like two bucks, five bucks, and they're quite powerful. That in itself and using that and changing the position of the light around the doll behind side light, get a couple, have a look, play around, and it is the fastest way for you to understand how light works and then you can take what you've learned and then apply that to continuous light and then flash. So that's, you know, a thing you can do during uh, lockdown and yes. apply that and things like, uh, you know, practicing uh, focus shifting. When, when, so set yourself up so you want to learn how to move your focus point around. And if you have little kids or pets, just like if you – with the <laughs> – probably works with the kids to throw a ball and get them to run after it. It definitely works with pets. And as they're running around the room, you are trying to track them uh, by moving the focus uh, stick with your thumb. Unless you have my pets, they don't play fetch. They don't chase balls. Oh, that they're not into it anymore. Well, they never have been. Mm. Anyway, my mine does so like he's he's right into it, but it's a great way, and uh, so that's a great way to practice focus. And it, this this all of this, you think, oh, it's just silly, but no, because the thing is that if you're not able to shoot at the moment, you still want to keep your skills mm, going, and it's like definitely. learned behavior, and you've got to keep that muscle memory. So mm. if uh, so that when when everything is goes back to normal and you open up and you get those opportunities because remember opportunity knocks when you least expect it and it comes along it always comes along it's like the the line I use not opportunity always knocks when you're having a bad hair day Mm. and um you know you've got 50 million other things on at the same time and so you want to be ready for that you want to have your skills sharpened so like being, you know, that muscle memory, getting it ready. It's like, Val, if you wanted to train for a marathon Mm. or you wanted to get your body shredded so that you got those, like, you know, those lines, the gift down Mm. the side of your uh, abs, the sharp Mm. lines. And and so what all you did all year was nothing, just lie on the couch and Mm. eat cheese and dark chocolate and bread. Mm. Mm. Chances are, and then you decided, all right, I'm going to get get ready now. And you go and you did a day of working out, you're not going to get that gift, <laughs> No. Gene no. is so, talking about the gift that's sort of on your pelvis. The gift, that muscle down yeah. there. I it's know, the best there. muscle in the human body. Yeah. So you, you want to do a little bit every day. So just 
even if it's five or 10 or 15 minutes, put it in your diary mm. and say, I'm going to practice a new skill. And you can do one day you could do try practicing focus. Also, if you've got a balcony or access to, uh, you, you can get outside and there's birds flying around, they're great things to try and track and track mm, focus. If you, yeah. That's a, a great thing to do as well. So an exposure and uh, or starting a day in your life project or uh, starting a blog or doing self-portraits. It doesn't mm. matter what you do as long as you do it consistently. And so you go every day yes. I'm going to do something that moves me closer to my goal. So there's, so if you haven't listened to that episode and you want some suggestions for how to cope yeah. during dark winters or quarantine, I think that's a good one to go and listen to. Brilliant. Love it. Okay. Mm. What other lessons have we got happening? Oh, you, yeah, okay. Um, So also we wanted to say a shout out to Lucy Valentine who told us that um, she said, my goal for 2020 was to learn Flash and I accomplished it thanks to this wonderful group. I've used it in the past with no understanding of how it actually works. This year I developed the skills to understand how my camera, my speed light and ambient light all work together thanks to your peeling the potatoes approach. That's Gina's famous peeling potatoes approach. Confidence in my craft was goal number two, and I accomplished that by saying yes to every opportunity, even if I didn't feel ready, and by participating in the Front Steps project that forced me to do 40 family photo shoots. Mm. Now, that is an awesome project that Lucy undertook when – lockdown basically happened or social distancing happened and you couldn't go into family homes. You couldn't even really be near families. So she stayed a very good distance away from the people she was photographing and she photographed them on the front steps of their house um, and did their family photos on their front steps while she was a fair distance away. So she did, she took all the right precautions and ended up with a really great project. I love that. Yeah. And, and, being thrown in the deep end like that and doing that baptism of fire where where you do multiple shoots, you get good. There's a point where you just go, I've got this. And then you've got that confidence. And this is, I wrote about this uh, last week in the newsletter and I said, what's the one accessory that every photographer must possess? And it's Mm. confidence and it's Mm. something that you develop uh, by repetition and knowing your stuff. So Lucy was fantastic to work with this year mm-hmm. and I started working with her back in January. In where the she, community, yeah. Yes, where she wanted mm-hmm. to kind of really learn how this lighting worked and I took her back and actually we talked about the peeling potato uh approach and it's basically where I got this approach from is when I was growing my photography business in the very early years Mm. I had a night job working as a a cook in a kitchen and basically that's why you're a good cook well you had to learn I'm okay Val I wouldn't say I'm you know no you're really good I'm all right well compared to you <laughs> You're really good. <laughs> the, the bar's really large. <laughs> like, what did you like? You were telling me about like how you did the shop for the week for food. Honestly, <laughs> what, 
it's like it's not good but so as as when you're training to be a chef the way that they train chefs is fantastic and I took the approach and I've applied it to photography so basically when you go in, even though obviously I've got my chef's coat, I actually borrowed my dad's chef's coat to go for the interview and they looked at me and they're like, you can cook. I'm like, yeah. They're like, great, you got the job because I look the part, right? It's part bluff. I had no idea. And at the first day on the job, the chef, Tony, I'll never forget, he's like, oh, he, he, he's like, okay, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to do the carbonara and then you're going to do this and this and this. And then he saw the blank expression on my face. He's like, yeah. you got a no idea. And I'm like, Tony, I've got no ideas. Like, okay, I'll train you. So very lucky for me that he used this technique, which is basically that before you can do anything, you don't get thrown in the deep end and they ask you to do a filet mignon or a souffle, which are sort of the the, the harder things to, to cook. Mm. Uh, they train you on the basics first and this applies to photography. So as a an apprentice cook, the first thing that they make you do is peel potatoes and carrots for a long time. Mm-hmm. And when they think... The, the, the chefs see that you've got the hang of peeling potatoes, they, you will go to the next step and that is learning how to wash salad and put salads together, okay? Yes. And then you'll learn how to chop things and then you might go to the next easy level that might be make a pasta and then you might be learn and, and you go as your skills improve, you go to the next level. The same applies to photography. Now, the mistake or the the good and bad thing about what's going on with uh, all of these tutorials and YouTube channels and Instagram and TikTok, there are tutorials galore, right, mm-hmm. at the moment. And so that means that you can be a photographer and you can just go, all right, I want to learn how to do five lights, white psych, background, beauty dish, fill light, all of that right? Mm. And you can copy what they're doing, but you don't really understand why you're doing it. And to understand the why, that's where the confidence comes in. So if you're just replicating setups that you're shown to do without knowing why that's the case, then when the first hurdle or the light is different, or suddenly uh, you're, you're it's nighttime where the other person was shooting daytime or you want to add more fill light, you're not going to know what to do because you don't really understand. You've gone to the filet mignon, you know how to, to to cook it, but you don't really know why you're doing what you're doing. Does that make sense? Yes, makes sense. So the peeling potatoes approach means that like you start with nail daylight, really understand what daylight is. Why is directional light better than flat light? What is the difference between kaka light and good light? What is good light? And and that is when you first start out, all light looks the same, right? Mm. But as you get more and more uh, specialized in daylight, you can understand and easily recognize any location and go, I know exactly where to put my people because I know Mm. where the good light is. So once you've mastered daylight, then you can go to flash 
And this is exactly what I did with Lucy. I made her light everything with only daylight, even though she had experience with flash. We went back to the start mm-hmm. and then we started adding uh, she, and, and she was doing two or three lights. I got her to scrap that and go back to one light. Mm-hmm. And then we went from one light and we moved and then we changed uh, modifiers and we moved through the modifiers. So we went from easy. I recommend that you start with an umbrella. Forget about the beauty dishes and the octa boxes. Start with an umbrella because that is the closest modifier to flash that there is. So we walk, work through that. And then uh, I taught Lucy how to set up a fail-proof setup that would work at any time of the day any location, no matter where she was. So she then did a a huge headshot uh, project that she was shooting throughout the day and she managed to have consistent lighting in every single shot. So that's where the, the, the that's where her confidence really went to the next level. And then we've worked on that and developed it further. So it's like a matter of really uh it feels like you're going backwards, but it's important to really start at the start. So if you're one of those photographers and you're working with flash and the results are inconsistent because you're not really, and this happened to me when I was starting out, it's like, sometimes it's like, all right, I got a really good shot. And then you try and replicate it and you don't really know why it happened. It was just a fluke. Hmm. If you go back to that peeling potatoes, then you know, all right, I know how to get this shot in daylight and I know why and when I need to add flash because that's another important thing. So it's going back. So that develops that confidence muscle and there is no better feeling, Val, than as a photographer to be able to step into any location and know what to do, like to get to be able to replicate that image in your mind's eye. Absolutely. Brilliant. And of course, um, you can check out Lucy's stuff at Lucy Valentine. That's L-U-C-I, valentinephotography.com. All right. What's another lesson from 2020, Gina? So back in episode 286, uh, I spoke with travel and street photographer David Duchemin. Duchemin? Yes. And um, I think I've butchered his name, but I'm four champagnes in Val, so... Have I started slurring a little bit? Not yet. I'm waiting. Like I feel a bit, um, you know, (laughs) only 80% there. But anyway, (laughs) uh, and he, one of the things that we talked about, and that is a great episode to revisit because he really talks about the why rather than the how, which is really uh, super important. He's a fantastic photographer in his own right but one of the that was travel and street photography episode Um, 286 yeah one of the things that uh we both agreed on like he worked as originally as a stand-up comedian and uh so I asked him in that episode how that training has helped him in his approach to work and I think uh this year for me uh one of the big lessons I've learned from I'm a bit obsessed with comedians I think you know maybe it would have been another career like I would love to do, like just get on stage and tell jokes. But um, the thing that I love when you, when you listen to specific uh, podcasts by comedians is when they talk about the craft mm. and it's usually, they're not telling jokes there. They're usually talking about the hard work that goes into creating 
a set, which a set is their performance. So it might be 20 minutes, 40 minutes. There is a fantastic episode where uh, Tim Ferriss interviews Jerry Seinfeld Mm -hmm. and he breaks down the craft and he is a master and he's like, I think he's in maybe his 30 to 40th year as a comedian and he's come from like, you know, and he breaks down the craft and there is quite a few of them and they all say the same thing. So all of them, what they do uh, is uh, when they're starting out, the first thing you have to do is you have to go and do gigs in like little places. So you might be performing to two people. You might be performing to one person. Open mic nights, you might be performing to a hen's night, which would probably be the worst thing (laughs) because girls, when they're drunk, it's not Mm. pretty, Uh, you know, or Friday night office drinks. Well, boys, when they're drunk, it's not pretty either. And they talk about how that that like you know like, it's, we're going to be drunk. We're we're on our way, Val. So we're just going to be sorry. Apologies in advance, listeners. Um, we're doing our best. This is our breakup party. <laughs> this is our office Christmas party. Yeah, um, office Christmas party because we are in different states. Yeah. And God knows when we'll see each other, Val, Mm. the way we're going. Anyway, so back Mm. to the comedians. So they do these open mic and this is the equivalent of a photographer doing a test shoot, folio shoot, right? So these open mics and the folio shoot and the open mic, the similarities are that you've got to go out. It's pointless. Uh, And this is what where a lot of uni students and college students uh, and even high school where they're studying photography where they get caught out is you can do a folio shoot in a sterile uh, photo studio inside there's no inclement weather to deal with the model is someone that you know who's going to behave and react and respond to all your direction uh, and you've got time and you're not under any pressure. You don't have a, a, a client breathing down your neck or a yeah. difficult person to photograph. So ideal conditions, but yeah. not ideal conditions to, that are going to stretch or test you. And the same with comedy. Like I could sit here and call you up, Val, and just go, hey, did you hear the one about the <laughs> – and because you're my friend, you're going to mm-hmm. laugh. You might say that's lame, but y'all still get a laugh, right? Because uh-huh. it's a warm, it's a warm audience. And so, yes. and it's the same with photographers when when you're starting out, you share your work on Facebook. Of course, all your friends are gonna love it and tell you you're amazing. You yeah. know, your family's gonna love it and say you're amazing because they love you. Mm. And that's how it works. But yeah. when you go out into the real world as a photographer, like you might take that beautiful portrait window portrait that you shot in the home that you've done a thousand times that where there's no one there's no time constraints the 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 model is warm you you know them it's easy but when you get out into the real world it might be that you photograph someone and it's like they're grumpy or there's time pressure or it's about to rain or that it's hot or it's cold or something happens with the light how do you react then Okay, so you mm-hmm. need to put yourself under pressure. And that's what these comedians do when they do these open mics. They might get uh, hecklers who are hopeless, who are just yelling out 
uh, insults and like in the when they're starting out the, the comedians will be too shy to have it say anything or say the wrong thing and then lose the entire audience and they, they, these comedians talk about how how they can that they know what to do with a heckler net, the, the ones that have been doing it for longer same mm. with photographers when you're working in you know extreme weather or difficult conditions or time constraints you get better so it's important that you work the shot and put yourself under pressure so again if you're at home and you're stuck in quarantine or you don't always get the opportunity when you're shooting try and put yourself under pressure and i say this like you know get a stopwatch and set your octobox or softbox up from scratch and then pack it down again and time yourself mm. and try and do better you know yes. and try and do it so that you're not having to look at the manual and try and connect your wi-fi app mm-hmm. on your phone to your camera and keep doing it until it just becomes second nature because the first time you do something or you use a new accessory or open photoshop or open lightroom or connect your camera or use autofocus it's going to feel wrong and uncomfortable but the more you do it like lucy with her 40 family uh, photo shoots Probably the first five might have been tricky for her. She might have been running out of ideas or poses. But as she got going, the confidence increases. You're able to slow people down and go, hang on, wait a minute, Dave, you need to move to the left. All right, guys, I'm going to take 10 frames. Whereas the first one that you do, you're going to be going, okay, so what are you doing here? But as you do more and more and more, you get that confidence and confidence is a beautiful thing. So don't be afraid to train yourself to know how to work the shot and put yourself under pressure and think about it. So, and I want to say these open mics that these comedians are doing, they Mm. are doing it at, they are comedians that might be earning multiple million dollar a year, right? Contracts for other stuff that they're doing. They are still going out to these open mics and the good ones go and do two or three a night, Mm. six nights a week, and they get paid zero so it's Mm. the exact same as doing folio so that that's the way to really if you're serious upgrade your skills don't be afraid to do that wow cool okay so um that was a good uh that's certainly a useful one to know and um make sure that you do uh, you you are doing the equivalent in your photography whatever kind of photography you're into so the next one is what gina Mm -hmm. It's the genius drinking. Will, yeah. uh, <laughs> the importance of mindset. So, ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, Vanessa MacGyver, uh, and she is at key underscore ingredient underscore photography. And yeah. uh, she took her photography to the next level mm. and has like finished the year with, uh, she, she says she learned how to use flash this year, quickly progressing from speed lights to studio flash. Fantastic. Then she did like, just thought of this, like took it upon herself to go, all right. So we took, and we, I talked about this in the AMA this week about like the one Ask me thing, anything. Yes. One thing that cannot be outsourced. Okay, and that is, I think, is going to be uh, the the one thing that you should possess, aside from confidence, is to have 
creativity. It's the creatives that are going to rule the world moving forward because a lot of other stuff like AI can, can be automated to do a lot of the retouching that we're doing by hand. It's not there yet. It's mm. going to get there. Okay. Mm. And also lighting is going to just get better and easier. And like we look at, you know, Jan in accounts or Uncle Bob who have a camera are getting gigs now that, that like before photographers were getting. So how mm. can you future proof your work? The answer is creativity because mm -hmm. that's what you've got that, that, that can't be outsourced or copied. So like how you think about something, feel about something, those personal projects that you do, could really pay off. And uh, Vanessa is a great example about that. So she said she learned about how to use flash this year. She progressed to speed lights and then she did a, a major. She progressed from speed lights to studio, to studio flash. flash. Did a major historical project shoot. And then she did uh, bottle and pr uh, product shots, which was a huge uh, shoot. And, um, they're going to be featured. And, and then she had, so when I'm talking about mindset, there was a moment when that job arrived and she thought, it's too hard. I'm not going to do it. I talked her into it. I said, of course, you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. We'll all back you. And mm. she did it. So that job is now going to be featured in Gourmet Traveller and Better Homes and Gardens. In Which are beautiful, glossy magazines glossy in Australia. Magazine, but beautiful, high-end magazines. Mm. Uh, how cool is that, you know? Fantastic. So, and, and she's also uh, created a composite that that's also going to be used in other stuff. So mindset is so important and that is the one thing, like your mind is an a-hole most of the time but it can be trained and if you, you will only be as good as your mind allows you. So if you think you can or you think you can't, you're actually right. So how do you overcome the mindset? And Valerie, mm. you know how we're into Navy SEALs, or I am? <laughs> you are too. Yeah, a bit. Mm. I'm obsessed by the psychology of the Navy SEALs, right? And okay. they're like a, the, one of the most elite organisations in the world and they have – the most grueling entry process, okay? It's physically and emotionally brutal. And so, do you know, you'd think that uh, the people that get through are the obvious ones, like the physically fit and the tougher yeah. ones. It's not the case, Val. No. So what happens is, you know, the, the, and the, the same people apply all the time. So there's always the, the star high school jock, right? He was mm. just king of his high school first one to drop out yeah. because this guy has never been tested in his life. All he's ever known is success. And so when he's challenged, he falls apart. Then mm. there's the, uh, the tough guy with the tats who's, you know, all pumped up and all muscle, but the muscles are just there. They're just like decoration really. He doesn't have, he's got external grit, like pretty on the outside, like strong, but mm. the internal fortitude isn't there. So he often drops out just as quickly as the jock and mm -hmm. uh you know then you've got the the leaders that that are coming in and it's like you know oh like I run a crew of 50 and like but they delegate everything that they do so they're not true leaders they fail as well so it's not about how big you are how strong you are how how fit you are or the raw skill that you have it's the the the, the people that get through are often like a lot smaller and scrawnier and, and, you know, 
not not, not built like the other guys, but they get through because they've got something else. And and I wouldn't they say is, they're scrawny. No, they're not scrawny, but they've got like you know when you compare them I mean, by comparison, they look a lot smaller, right? Okay. So, but but what it is that one thing that gets them through is that desire to be a team player and help the other person. And so it's mental toughness. And they're not going around going, what's in it for me? They're going around and they're reframing it like, how can I serve? So, you know, when you as any in any business, when you can find reframe what you do to helping someone else's problems, which is what we do as businesses, we help someone else solve their problems. Then when you do that, you get that reward. You get that emotional, spiritual, and obviously financial reward. So mm. like beating that mindset and it's about reframing what you do, that is your goal, I think, for 2021. It's just to, because you'll only be as good as you, your mind allows you to. You got anything to add to that, Val? Okay. Yeah, I think that um, the importance of mindset is vital when you want to succeed in any craft, but obviously particularly in photography. I think that often as creatives, when we're pursuing a craft like this, uh, it can be really easy to fall victim to, to imposter syndrome and yeah. to think, oh, no, I'm not good enough yet. I shouldn't take that gig or maybe yep. I won't aim for that level. I'll aim for just the level under or, you know, wherever or or not even um, any level at all, you know. Um, yeah. So it can be really easy to just kind of not um, – aim high because then if you don't aim high and you don't get there, well, you can say, well, I wasn't aiming for that anyway. But you'll get far more out of it if you do challenge yourself and if you do push yourself. And that's not to say that you should aim high and fail. That's it, it. You should, you know, aim high, but also just work towards it. You are actually, your skills are actually better than you think. Um, and that's just the nature of imposter syndrome. And yeah. it's really important just to understand that imposter syndrome affects everyone, no matter what level you are. So some yes. of the most successful people in the world, J-Lo says that, you know, she sometimes wonders how that in the world she is where she is. Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook, she will say the same thing, that sometimes she just wonders whether, you know, she should really be there. Um, so some of the most uh, uh, famous people, Hugh Jackman, ridiculously successful and talented, you know, entertainer, wondering if he's good enough. Um, so it never goes away is my point. So it's not something that you're only experiencing now because you're emerging or or or, or starting out. Um, it actually, you're going to feel it even later down the track. So the best way to cope with it and the best way that people who do deal with it deal with it is to acknowledge that it exists and go, okay, I acknowledge that I feel this, but I'm going to move forward anyway. The Mm. biggest mistake you can make is to let it stop you from moving forward. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, it's going to be there, but move forward anyway. Yep, and just have a go. And, again, don't be afraid of making mistakes because this is another thing I see a lot of, like, I'm not going to try that because I'll probably muck it up. Well, yeah. Nothing to lose. It's not like you're buying film anymore either. Like, yeah, I know. You don't have to you've waste invested money. invested in the camera or the, even if you've got a smartphone, take the shot. 
imported into a, an editing software and play with sliders. And it's like, and if it looks terrible, have another go. It's not like that you'll lose the file. It's just, it's just give it a go because, yeah. you know, the, the false belief that is out there is it's like when you see someone who is successful, you assume they were born that way. No <laughs> one was. Some people are lucky and they might get a bit of talent at the start of their lives. But believe me, it's like if you have talent and then you don't put in the work, then those people often fade out and, and fizzle out. It, do, it doesn't succeed. So mm. when you work and you work at something consistently, anyone can achieve great things. It's yeah. so doable, but get over this thing that it has to be perfect the first time. No, have, like in the writing world, Valerie, the first yeah. draft, what is it considered? Yeah, not very good. You it's like... always meant it's so if you only accept if you look at your first draft and go, Oh my god, that's perfection. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure that most of the great writers, you know, I bet you Michelangelo didn't just chip away at the statue of David and go, It's perfect. Like, <laughs> you know, and I know like I've been reading uh Da Vinci's a biography about Da Vinci and he mm. was just racked with imposter syndrome and he would work mm. a shot and some some he would wouldn't finish because he thought they were rubbish right now far, can you imagine Da Vinci doing anything that's rubbish <laughs> and everyone has to start somewhere and you know everyone has that same Im imposter in their brain telling you you yeah. suck you've just yeah. got to learn to to tell that that you know go go inside sit inside i'm not listening to you today that that part of your brain that tells you you suck all or the time. You, you you just listen to it because it's there mm. and you just move yeah. forward anyway mm. you hear it but you, you know what i do sometimes move forward anyway mm -hmm. that voice you can change it and okay. and i know that not everyone can hear their internal monologue as a voice but i can <laughs> hear it as a voice and i can change the voice and a trick that works <laughs> trust me is what if does you the voice that, sound like it can sound like whatever i want but but, but you know the trick no, to mastering your mind val mm -hmm. is to recognize that your thoughts like to to see them and recognize them and be conscious of them because a lot of us walk around unconsciously and just let those thoughts the same 100,000 that we have every day, just play and play and play, and they affect the way you feel. But when you recognize those thoughts and it's like, all right, this is my brain trying to protect me and it's going to scare me out of trying something and when I step out of my comfort zone. So what I do sometimes is I'll change it to a stupid voice. And so when, when, when I'll, you know, especially when you're trying to get to the next level, you're going to get all that anxiety and fear going, you're going to fail. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So if it's in your voice, you might listen to it. But if you change the voice to, oh, you're going to fail, <laughs> then that voice is an idiot and you're not going to listen to it. Try it. Trust me. It works sometimes. I have done that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, give it a go and let us know how you go. There's only one voice, by the way. I don't have multiple. I only hear one, just in case you want. <laughs> <laughs> I hear voices. I hear voices. <laughs> what was that? I hear voices. <laughs> no, I only hear one. Only one. It's okay. Oh, yeah, only one. <laughs> oh, um, my God. All right. Yep, go so, on. So um, another... Uh, 
skill that uh, Sue Morris wrote in and said that uh, she's learned so many things this year and uh, she took her Photoshop to the next level and speed lights, but something that, again, she thought, oh, this is going to be too hard. And I just said, give it a go. Please give it a go. I think I told her a few times, like she was photographing flowers and they're beautiful. And I'm like, take them to the next level, do focus stacking. Oh, I don't know. I showed her a video that that I'd done. I gave her all the steps. She goes away, does focus. And oh my God, her photos are amazing. They're so beautiful. And this has taken her off on this whole new tangent give it a go that that's the point of that so it's like you know so fantastic to see these uh beautiful flowers that sue's done and they're super sharp from the front all the way to the back and now she's just like obsessed with flowers and i think inspiring other people in the group to go out and shoot flowers so so good on you sue for doing that brilliant brilliant and so to finish with val Mm -hmm. episode 279 is the best authentic smile hack ever. And that was oh, yes. with one of my favorite, it was very early in the year. Yes. But um, one of my favorite uh, authors that I interviewed was quite a delight. His name is Nick Boothman. And uh, he was a uh, photographer and uh, speaker, but he actually uh, specializes in the art of connecting people. And Mm. his book is called How to Make People Like You in 90 Seconds or Less. As a portrait photographer, I highly recommend this book. It is such that there are so many great tips on how to connect with people. And Mm. and it's not, um, it's authentic. It's not in a, you know how, like, what was that book where that pickup artist wrote a book about how to pick up? People. The game. Oh, terrible. Manipulative stuff. Neil this, Strauss. Yeah, awful, right? It's not like that at all. This is all <laughs> just um, science and psychology behind connecting with people. And uh, he also, he shared, I reckon, this is one of the best smile hacks ever. Do you remember it, Val? No. What, no, okay. Which, so what he says, he, he developed this, is he worked out that uh, when you ask a person to say great, mm-hmm. when you're taking the photo, you just yes. get them to say great, mm-hmm. you get a, a, a smile that's not only in the mouth, but it reaches all the way up to the eyes. So like often mm. when you get someone to say that like the old school way, cheese, Mm. right is actually fake because what that does is it makes you show your top teeth and your bottom teeth your mouth looks like it's a smile but it's forced and it never reaches the eyes but when you say great it engages all the muscles in the face and you get the smile and the sparkle in the eye so Val next time you do your selfie you're about due Mm. for one it's been a while (laughs) um so next time you do a selfie just, I can just see you in front. Just do that in front to the camera. Like set Great. the camera to burst mode, right? Yeah. So that just takes lots and lots of photos. You're not actually re- uh, reacting to the camera. It'll just take them automatically, like self-timer, uh-huh. and just sit there going, great, 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 great. <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of people have uh, tried that technique and it does work and it gives you like a really – authentic, beautiful, connected smile. The spark is in the eyes as well. Okay. Excellent. That's a really good Mm -hmm. hack. Love it. So simple Mm. as well. Mm. Cool. Excellent. Wow. All right. So I thought, Val, because it's Christmas (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
and you've been learning the cello. Gina, I've only been and, learning for eight weeks. Yeah, I know, but I'm, you're probably amazing. And, no. you know, because you inspire me to try better <laughs> and be better, I've got my um, I've got my recorder. Oh, my God. And I'm going to, first of all, I'll play for you and then we'll do a duet together. So I've been oh practicing Rachmaninoff Prelude in G minor, which did Rachmaninoff you know, th- this is the, the, the this is the hardest uh, piece of music that anyone can play. So I know I'm not okay. listening to myself about peeling potatoes. I've basically <laughs> gone straight to the filet mignon, but it's Christmas, Val, and I want to impress you. haven't gone you. to the filet mignon. You've gone to a digger station menu. Oh, yes. So are you ready? I'm Go just going to back off. I don't. So, can I just know, say, is, I don't. So, so, so this is, it's menacing. It's melancholic. Colleague, it's poetic. It's beautiful. Can I just and, say I don't actually and, know why Jean is doing this, and I want you right. to get your tissues out because it okay. might, you know. So, so are you ready, Belle? Okay, here we go. go. Oh my god! <laughs> there you go. Belle. Are you at that least was for you? That Thank was for you. you. That's Rachmaninoff. But, Did you recognise the music? It's beautiful, isn't it? It's poetic. It's just but like, Gina, does, does, it's did, did that bring a tear? Did that bring a tear to your eye? Um, maybe for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I'm good, aren't I? Very like, good. Do you think? You think? So I'm thinking. I'm actually Melbourne seriously Symphony thinking. Orchestra. I think I can apply and just like. I think, like, because I've got, what? what is it? It's the end of December. Mm-hmm. When do you reckon they'll be taking applications? Do they need a recorder player? Well, you just propose it, and I'm sure you'll be able yeah. to sell yourself. Because I'm pretty good, aren't I? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's genius, probably. I, I don't want like, you know, I'm quite humble about this, and I yeah, don't like to clearly. brag, but, like, to my ears, mm-hmm. like, I nearly cried while I was playing that. Oh, my it's God. It's quite emotional, you know. I feel quite emotional, and I'm I'm, I'm really glad that I can, can I share that with you Can I just ask why all. you didn't play, say, a Christmas song since it's Christmas? I wanted it to be evergreen, Val. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. I hope you all enjoy Gina's rendition of Rachmaninoff's Prelude in G. Yay, Gina! Thank you, Val. Thank you. I'm real. I'm really proud of that. Well so done. I think I think to I think we'll say goodbye and then we'll we'll play off with um you know a rendition of um how about we do Mary had a little lamb with the cello and that uh, also the, is the, not a Christmas the, song. The violin. Do you want to do a Christmas song? Then name one. I can play anything. Uh, I don't know because I, I I don't know any. <laughs> Your call, Val. All right, we'll just do Mary had a, oh, Mary had a little lamb then. Okay, so uh, hey, thanks everyone for listening. And like, you can find me at GinaMilitia dot com. That's G I N A M I L. Gina's making me do this, and I've only been learning the cello yeah. for eight weeks. Just have another drink, Val. Oh, yeah, okay. Here we go. Hey, um, so GinaMilitia.com, you can find me at Gina Militia on uh, all social media. If you want to take your photography to the next level, then check out the gold community. You can find it at GinaMilitia.com and click on join the community. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo uh, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. That's K-H-O-O. 
And I honestly don't know why I'm doing this. And thanks, thanks for listening this year. Thanks for all your support. <laughs> and thank and, you, everybody. Uh, happy for holidays. Listening. Wishing you uh, and lots putting up of with us. A, yeah, a beautiful uh, celebration. And uh, ho- ho- hope you all enjoy it and have lovely and food and post about it. I'd like. I love to see your photos. We're not even going to be in the same key. So uh, this is this is our gift. Uh, this is our uh, holiday gift to you guys. You know, uh, are you ready, Val? And uh, yeah, we'll see you for the New Year special in a minute when we record it, because we're going to record it at the same time. But first, <laughs> we're going to do this 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 beautiful musical gift to oh you. You ready, Val? Did you want to count us in? A one, a two, a one, two, three, Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.